This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. That's right, Puck Here podcast. We are back. Of course, we were back last week with our holiday classic special. Our on location. Yeah, on, aside from doing the little links here and there at, um, you know, my place that you kind of ripped to shreds a little bit uh, in our interview, your post-game interview, which really appreciate me there, mate. Um, might have to start looking for another co-host if you keep pulling shit like that. You started it with your, uh, like I said, scathing scouting report of my play. Scathingly accurate. It's just the way it is, mate. Um, call it like I said, you know. Bringing, bringing out the Don Cherry in me, I guess. Uh, but yeah, we're back. You know, sorry we've been away for a few weeks, but we were actually both out of the country. Yeah, you did a um, sports tour of America um, for how long were you with? Three weeks? Yeah, I was out of the country for three weeks. Um, <laughs> so basically, this episode, we're just going to be catching up and everything. So um, if that doesn't interest you, I don't blame you. But... A lot of fun shit happened, so stick around. Uh, and you were also in Memphis. Yeah, I did a whirlwind uh, short four-day trip to Memphis for um, for work. Uh, highlight of the trip, we'll get into it later, but um, involves a lot of barbecue pork meat mm. and grits. Yeah, you lost me at grits. <laughs> I don't mind the grits. Grits with cheese, it's okay. But they have it with everything. Grits come with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, we'll we'll get to that, f- um, your Memphis trip, because it sounds like, despite the fact you're only there for four days, you crammed in a lot of stuff. Um, which, of course, you were there with work at Haraki. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, I took the three weeks off. Um, I actually, apl- I, we'd booked this trip and everything long, long ago when I was still working at News Hub. Um, because the... The, the fine people at the crowd goes wild knew about that. They were fine with it. Um, but yeah, being away for three weeks is actually quite a long time. Um, and I have missed doing this podcast. I've missed you. Oh, thanks buddy. I haven't, I haven't seen you for three weeks. It's been uh, a yeah. even longer, almost four now. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, not yesterday. Um, when I saw you for the first time again, we were both at the rink and it was just like, it was man love. Like it's just massive hugs. You had all your hockey gear. I had like the podcast gear with me, but it just made it super awkward and we didn't care. It was just this big bear hug man love. Yeah, it was very awkward. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a magical moment though. But thankfully, no one was watching us. It may be on the live stream <laughs> in the corner. There was a couple of Santas there enjoying the, um, enjoying the moment. Yeah, that was that was very cool. The well, the West Auckland Admirals uh, super fans dressed up as Santas, very huge cool. fans of this podcast as well. So yeah, when we talk about the Admirals, they're huge fans of us. Otherwise, I don't hear from them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're both away, so I guess what we'll start off with my trip. Yeah, I think you 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 did a lot more. So let's yeah, you've got. You did some sporting things, you saw some music, mm-hmm. but you also had a very um, special life moment. We'll get to that. Okay. Let's let's do this kind of like chronologically. So, um, after the punishing 12-hour 
flight from Auckland to LA. Where what what airline were you? Always Air New Zealand. Always Air New Zealand. Yeah, that's the thing. So obviously, like flying domestically around the US, you can't fly Air New Zealand. So you go with like American Airlines, Southwest, uh, WestJet, whoever. United, if you want to get beaten up. <laughs> if you want to get beaten up, yeah, I'm good. I'd rather not. Um, but flying with any other airline, you just realize how good we have it with Air New Zealand. It is. It makes you, especially when you're coming home, you're coming home on that final flight, you almost feel home when you get on that Air New Zealand flight. Yeah. Even though if you're still in like Houston or <laughs> Los Angeles or Toronto or well, not Toronto, but like Vancouver or whatever, wherever you are, um, you go through that. You meet those Air New Zealand people and you get on that plane and you're like, I'm going home. This is home. The one thing I, I find interesting is say you're flying home from LAX and you go to like check in and at the Air New Zealand desk there and they're all dressed up with like the Air New Zealand uniform. They've got the, like the little neck scars with like the cordu patterns and stuff on it. It looks really cool. Um, but they're all like Mexican. Yeah, you do notice that. There's a distinct American accent. Yeah. So, it's like, oh, kia ora. But, you know, <laughs> it's not a New Zealand accent. But, appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, just, it's, it sounds like we're trying to get a sponsorship here out of New Zealand. And, hey, we won't say no. No. Put us in your kia ora magazine. Yeah. Or even on the um, audio segment of the in-flight entertainment. Speaking of... On my flight home, I know this is really like, we're just, I see chronolo- chronologically and I'm just going straight to the, end, to the ending. But on the flight home, um, I saw that Bouja TV is on there. It is. So, yeah. I, I watched a couple of apps, kind of hoping that you might make like an appearance or no, something. No, but No, that was all, um, that was shot end of last year. Yeah, it seemed quite old because I know there's like a new season just come out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was obviously just that kind of, it being the, it was like the first time in three weeks I, I'd heard like New Zealand humor, that, that kind of like dry wit. Um, so yeah, it did feel like I was coming back home. So yeah, it would be really cool if the podcast was uh, on there actually. I would enjoy that. Um, <laughs> not that I ever listened back to the podcast because it, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird listening to yourself. Um but I do really enjoy biscuits. As far as other hockey podcasts, listen to us and listen to biscuits. Yes. Um, because the cynical side of me really enjoys that podcast. I don't think there's a more cynical man in the world of hockey than Dave Lozo, who does it very entertainingly. Yeah. It's like all tongue, tongue in cheek and, you know, it's not really bitter or anything. It's just, it's fun. It's fun cynicism. cynicism. So it's him and down goes Brown. Yeah. Sean. I don't know his last name. <laughs> anyway, down goes Brown. Uh, but yeah, so I landed in LA and basically hightailed down to Hollywood, to the Hollywood Bowl for the uh, Lincoln Park and Friends concert, which is, of course, a uh, tribute to Chester Bennington. Now, you're a massive Lincoln Park fan. Yeah. Favorite band of all time. So, how was that for you going to that experience of a almost like a, um, not really a funeral, but more of a celebration, I guess? Of a- it was like a memorial thing in a way. And it was just, yeah, as they would put it, like a celebration of life. Um, I was definitely not the only New Zealander there aside from uh, Sarah. And uh, there was also Chris Morgan, who some people in the New Zealand hockey community uh, will be aware of. 
Uh, he was there. He is a, you think I'm a big Linkin Park fan. He He's like next level, man. He's, I think he's like the ambassador, like the New Zealand ambassador for Linkin Park Underground, like their fan club and stuff. And so he got like access to like better seats and everything. And so he was constantly on like the like big screen uh, Jumbotron kind of stuff. And uh, there's actually a really cool recap video that's up on the Linkin Park YouTube and there's an interview with Chris on it, which is oh, pretty cool. cool. So you're like, you're watching this recap and then all of a sudden you start hearing this New Zealand accent and you're like, oh, oh shit, it's Chris. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, but that was, that concert has ruined all other concerts for me. So who were the kind of special guests, apart from obviously Linkin Park, the remaining members, who were the special guests that played? Wow. Um, I mean, there's a big list of them. And I think my iPad died, so... I Who were your, your, I guess, your highlights? My highlights, well, obviously, Blink-182 were there. Um, Sons, Tom. Sons, Tom, but the rest, all the band were there, all three of them. Um, and then you had uh, Ryan Key from Yellow Card. Um, you had Jonathan Davis from Corn. so that was like... Wow, that's, that'd be a nostalgic, teenage nostalgia. Yeah, because he, I think he did One Step Closer, so that was like... 14-year-old Logan was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, he was out there. Um, he's actually, like, I'm not huge into hip-hop, but he's a guy that I really rate. He's pretty cool. Um, and surprisingly, a really good actor, too. If you've never seen the movie Nerve, check it out. Very interesting movie. Um, and I also have a soft spot for Emma Roberts. So, um, yeah, who else was there? Oh, um, M Shadows and Sinister Gates from Avenged Sevenfold. So that was pretty cool. And they just like, it was just this crazy thing where it's like, oh yeah, so we're just going to talk for a bit. We'll play a song. Oh, and this person comes out and then this person comes out and then another person. And it's just like this, just like huge line of just crazy, amazing artists just keep popping up. Um, and then Alanis Morissette. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Did, I did not see that one coming. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that concert has ruined all other concerts for me. It was just so freaking good. Went for like three hours. Uh, the whole thing is they live streamed the whole thing on YouTube as well. So you can check it out. Very cool. I'm sure there's probably going to be like a, like a DVD come out or something of it. I would not be surprised. Um, but yeah, that was just a very, I, cause I was worried. I was like the whole like death of Chester like it hit me pretty hard um and like we've never really talked about it on this podcast but um yeah it just it took quite a while for me to get over it and I knew that this was kind of like the time to do it um because yeah you know like mental illness and like suicide sucks so you know if you feel like you you know if you're in a dark place or whatever just yeah talk to someone man because there's always going to be someone who wants to help you. Like you don't have to go through all this stuff alone. Um, and just the fact that, you know, someone like Chester is no longer with us. Like it's a, it's a real shame that that voice no longer exists in this world. We're just lucky that so much of his voice is recorded and we can enjoy it for the rest of the time. And when he passed away, there's one song I just couldn't listen to without like tearing up. And then, of course, was um, One More Light, which is a song that I believe he basically wrote. Well, he, I think there's definitely a connection in there, obviously, with Chris Cornell. Um, and so, there's just, yeah, just the double meaning of that. It was just very intense. And I was like, man, I, when I go to this concert, 
I know I'm going to cry. It's going to be intense. Uh, but I was like, I, just, I don't want to be crying the whole time. Um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with crying. Yeah. I mean, there's not, it's but I lit. wanted to be having fun. And the cool thing was, and I, I don't know if it's how they planned it, but it worked really well. Um, they started off with this video kind of just showing, you know, sort of like great moments of his life and everything. And I was just like, fuck, tearing up already. They haven't even played a song yet. Um, and then I think, oh, what was it? Oh, they played Numb and they brought out his mic stand and it had leaves all hanging over it, like vines. And no one sung. They let the crowd sing. The band played, the lights went down. There was just like a solo spotlight on his mic stand and the crowd was singing the whole song. And oh my God, it was just, it was just so heavy. <laughs> I fucking, I would have bawled, I bawled my eyes out in that moment. It was just so intense. But then after that, it was like, it got rid of it all. And then, which I, I, yeah, like I said, I feel like maybe that's how the band planned it. And if they did, very clever because yeah, Mike Shinoda came out and obviously, you know, talking about Chester, what he means to him, how great of a friend he was. And then he was like, you know what? I think Chester would want us to have fun. So let's have some fucking fun. And that's what it was. The, like the, the whole show was just crazy. Everyone was loving it. Um, and then when one more light, when they played one more light, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to cry again. I'm sure I'm going to cry, but I didn't. Um, and I kind of felt like it helped me move on that whole concert experience. Obviously being there with like everyone, we're all in the same situation. Um, everyone had these lights. We had these little like lit up like bracelets and they were like, you know, like lighting with time with the music. And, um, I guess everyone brought in like glow sticks and was passing around for fans, like not charging, just like, Hey, have a glow stick. So just when one more light played, there was just sea glow sticks just waving around. It was cool. And I had like this dude next to me who was there by himself and this Japanese American dude. And he was just so hyped. Like every song was like, yeah, yeah. Like it was amazing. Um, and complete stranger. And like, it just, you know, it didn't matter. Like we're just having the time of our lives and yeah. Um, best concert experience of my life. And that was only like, not even day one of the trip. It was like night one. I'd been in LA for all of about like four hours. Wow. Yeah. So like I said, go watch that concert on YouTube at some point. Um, it was amazing. Um, like I went to go see the weekend uh, while he was in New Zealand and like, it was cool and everything, but yeah, I just, I feel like there's no way I'm surpassing that concert experience. No, not that I think I would want to, like there's just very near and dear to me that whole, um, that, that three hours of my life. I don't think I'll ever forget. Um, but yeah. And then after that, like you said, sports tour of America. Yeah. Well, I think, and yeah, like you said, you're very lucky to experience that, um, with a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of who I guess now could be friends, I guess, um, going through that same thing. Um, and like you mentioned, if you are friends with anyone, just ask people how they're going and just see, see what's up. Yeah. It can make a huge difference. You never know. Um, and then you went and, um, broke my dreams by watching your Leafs beat my ducks. <laughs> yeah. You've never been to a ducks game. Have you? No, no. I've only been to a game three of the playoffs, uh, Fuck in you. Toronto. Shut up. Shut up. Leafs caps. Shut up. Overtime winner. Shut up. 
Tyler Bozak from he, the corner on he, the power play. Are you done talking yet? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, luckily, it timed out well that we were in LA during the um, California road trip. So, obviously, didn't see the San Jose game. I wasn't going up to San Jose. But I got to see them play Anaheim and um, LA, which was really cool. Obviously, they they played. It was... So, that road trip, uh, on a whole, was not the greatest for the Leafs. They weren't playing very well. Um, Frederick Anderson was doing what he seems to do every year and that stumble through October and then kill it in November. Yeah. It's becoming a habit. Um, it's just, it's interesting because I guess goalies are creatures of habit. Um, but yeah, so I got to go see them play the ducks. They played pretty well and then they absolutely stunk it up against LA to the point where I was like, do we just leave? Well, you got to see a uh, a beautiful Austin Matthews penalty shot. Yeah, which uh, um, that was his 50th career goal in the NHL. So, that was pretty cool. Um, one thing that was really cool and a um, friend of the podcast, uh, Jonathan Hawks, will be stoked they were talking about this, is just how much the Kings have ramped up their presentation. Like, they've upgraded their lights. They already had cool lights, like lasers and everything going on. But now they have these lights that sit like up atop, like they line around the whole rink. And when they all go on, it's, it's like there's all these bars, like light bars around the rink. And it's just like, it looks like a cage. Uh, and it's just the whole like visual look of it is amazing. And they put on all these cool videos and stuff, like uh, going into each period. Um, they don't do all the cheesy kind of cliche hockey shit that every team does. Um, they do, they do a really good job. I feel like they've really ramped it up. They still bring out the whole Cartman thing, which is awesome because that's like a personal highlight of mine every time. And, uh, like it was Kenny in a Leafs jersey. And then of course, like Cartman kicks his ass and he's like, go Kings, go, go Kings, go. Uh, which is, it's fun. Um, but yeah, thankfully, well, yeah. So we got tickets throughout our friend who's like a diehard and he's like season ticket holder, like forever. Um, so he gave us his tickets and I think they were down three, nothing quite early on. And we were just like, man, I'm really not enjoying this. I was like, maybe we should just go. And (laughs) I think I was, I was texting Jonathan Hawks at the time and he was like, don't you fucking leave. I was like, don't you do it. And then of course the Leafs scored two quick goals at the end of the second period. And, uh, I was like, Oh okay, we, we could be in this. And then of course they shut the bed and the Kings won. Um, <laughs> and to continue the, the woeful Western road trip. One thing that was fun is it was like a Verizon, uh, slap shot thing. And it was like testing the, like the speed of your slap shot. I got up to 70 miles per hour. It's not bad. Yeah. I was sickened, um, out of like all the people that tried it. I was pretty stoked. So how many K's is there? Well, it was 70 K. 70 miles an hour. It's fast. Like one... It's fast. 100Ks? I feel like put me on a blue line and I'll uh, get some clappers going for the BHL. Shoot it and <laughs> fall on your face? No, that's just me. That's you. Yeah, that's that's your style. I'll try to be a bit more um, poetic than that. Um, and then, yeah, so that was LA. Obviously, a lot of, a lot of burgers, hot dogs. Um, in and out? Did you do the in and out? Or I always do in and out. It's typically my first and last meal of a trip. 
it's generally how I do it. Um, it's good. Uh, it's just, yeah, obviously, nice, simple um, burgers. Very simple menu, but they do it well. They do it good. Um, but uh, probably one of my favorite experiences was, and I've been wanting to do this was for quite a long time, is um, try Korean barbecue. Okay. Like where they, they bring out the meat and you cook it yourself. I was actually very fun. It was awesome. And like they had big screens everywhere. So like they had the Lakers game on. So you're watching Lonzo Ball just absolutely bricking it. Oh, Lonzo. Yeah. Big ball, <laughs> big baller brand in the house. <laughs> oh, he's such a big baller. Two, yeah, getting two points in a game and like missing so many shots. Hey, but it's not his fault. It's the Lakers fault for not playing him as much his- and supporting him. It's his dad's fault. Everything is his dad's fault. Um, but yeah, so that was awesome. Korean barbecue, highly recommend that. And then, of course, yeah, after all the hockey going um, in LA, we went to Toronto. My favorite city in the world. Nice. What is that? An eight hour, eight hour flight to Toronto? Seven. Seven. Yeah. So that was that was fun. Air, uh, Air Canada? Uh, who do we fly with? I can't even remember. I don't think it was Air Canada. I don't, it wasn't Air New Zealand. I can't even remember. Um, but yeah, we had this awesome condo from Airbnb that was right next door to Air Canada Center, which was great because we basically spent our whole time there. Um, went to two Leafs games and a Raptors game. Um, I think, yeah, the Leafs won both games there. Games that they didn't deserve to win. Uh, against Minnesota and Vegas and Ve- in the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, of course, buying tickets to that game, I was hoping that I was going to get to see Flurry play because he's still concussed and, you know, they're rolling with like <laughs> third, four string goalies still. Um, but yeah, it was awesome to see the Vegas team. Um, and I just love obviously being a huge, massive punishing Leafs fan. I just love going to Leafs games, but Obviously, I hadn't been in like three years and that was during the terrible times. Yeah. So, how was it going when they were expected to win? It was just, um, well, yeah, there's that air of expectancy that they would win. A lot more fun. They've ramped up the like production with like their videos as well. They play this awesome video and I can't find it online. Uh, but it really amps me up and they play this video of like all the, of all the players when they were kids. Right. So there's that famous clip of Mitchell Marner with his bleach blonde hair and he's like, who do you want to play for? The Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, um, he didn't sound like that, but I was trying so, to, I was try- so that was recorded last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he was six. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, yeah, there's just the thing that they really do well is that they, obviously play on the history and everything and like the prestige of that hockey club. Um, so just that video, the Maple Leafs forever video, which, um, you know, I'll put up with the article for this podcast cause that is online. Um, that's like a five minute freaking amazing montage. I think the guy that makes it used to do like the hockey night in Canada intros. So, you know, it's good. Um, uh, but yeah, just the whole experience, um, really cool. Obviously, the fans feel like they're a lot more into it. There's actually stuff to cheer for, and there's Austin Matthews jerseys everywhere. And you came away from that trip with an Austin Matthews jersey. I did. I bought one of the brand new Adidas ones. Um, 
They are beautiful, man. I really like the Adidas ones. The uh, they they had the Fanatics ones there as well, uh, which is slightly cheaper, kind of a bit more in line with like the Reebok ones that you you would you would get previously. Yeah. Um, but I feel like spending that little bit of extra money for the Adidas jerseys is totally worth it. Um, it's lighter. It's just it's a little bit thinner, but not to the point where like you think it's gonna you know wear out and everything in the wash. Like it's strong. Um, and it's that nice like climalite fabric that I, I think like all the like all blacks and super rugby jerseys they're all made out of it as well. And it's just um, I feel like I could wear it and not get too hot. Whereas <laughs> with like the old Reebok jerseys, they got heavy pretty quick, you know, if you're doing anything. And what about, can you imagine the older ones, like the starter ones and the Nike jerseys from oh. back in the 90s? Jeez, they were just like wearing a duvet. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I've got one of those in my wardrobe, the old uh, Anaheim Money Ducks one. And it is pretty big, pretty heavy. And you can feel it, like you can feel the stitching. <laughs> <laughs> whereas here it's just like i don't know it's just so nice i'd buy another one they're so worth it um and then of course in toronto you can't go to toronto without going to the hockey hall of fame mm-hmm. you've been there i've been there i've touched the cup uh were you was the nhl 100 um exhibit up when you were there yes yeah so that was cool they like, seen all that stuff um and then you get to you go to like the interactive area and you get to take, I got to live out a dream of mine, taking shots at a virtual Jonathan Bernier. <laughs> so, you scored every time? I did all right. I got three out of 10. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a shooting. Why, bes- why is it Jonathan Bernier? Because obviously they brought it in um, when he was a Leaf. Right. And so, it's all made with EA Sports. So, all the animation comes from like NHL 16. Um, yeah. <laughs> And so it's Bernier in an old Leafs jersey, um, which is interesting. And then, of course, you have the other one where you're the goalie. You're the goalie. And now I've done this one before, and it used to be Gretzky and um, I think it might have been Mario uh, Lemieux. And they've updated it now. Uh, so they've, they're obviously partnered up with EA Sports here. And um, now you're taking shots from McDavid, Evander Kane, uh, Aaron Ekblad. Nazem Kadri, and I didn't do very well. <laughs> um, Sarah bit me on that one. That's for sure. She saved more than I did. I think. Oh no, no, actually, no. She got more goals on Bernier than I. She got four. I got three. I saved like one more goal, but it may have come down to a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> but history will will tell you that I was the better goalie, glitch goal or not. Um, but yeah, so that was awesome, and. There's like this really cool wall of like goalie masks. Was that there when you were there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just, very cool. Yeah. You just kind of see the evolution and you just think like, obviously back in the day, goalies didn't have masks, which is crazy. But those first masks that they wore, just the plastic face thing, didn't really do a lot. No, that was not stopping. Didn't the do a lot. From breaking your face. Uh, but that was really cool. And of course- Afterwards, you go up, you go to the Hockey Hall of Fame store, and you can spend up a storm. Which, which I'm guessing you did. Which is exactly what I did. Um, yeah, because my goal was to get a whole bunch of cool Team Canada stuff, obviously, with the Winter Olympics coming up. So, I sort of updated my wardrobe a little bit there. 
But I also got you a little something. Oh, and, what? And, and while I give it to you, I'm also just going to quickly run off and grab something else that I wanted to um, open up on this podcast. Okay. But first of all... An unboxing. Un- well, unboxing <laughs> a little bit to the point where... Um, when you gave me a present from your trip in Toronto, did you wrap it? Can't no, remember. I don't think so. Okay, good. I'm I not don't... a I'm not a wrapping I... guy. <laughs> okay, I don't feel like such a douche then because yeah, I don't I don't have a um I don't have a Oh wow, it's in a a Quebec Nordiques uh tote bag. So you talk about the bag. Okay. That is a good logo there, the Quebec logo. It's very cool. Okay, I'm gonna open up the open it up now. Oh <laughs> It's your your favorite player and mine. It's a limited edition Corey Perry model. This is very cool. A or as Steve Dangle would put it, it's a figure. It's not a toy. Figure. It's a figure. That's very cool, thank you. Alright. No Actually it's cool because it kinda does look like Corey it Perry. It looks ve- it looks a lot better than other figures i've seen that look like monsters the other and the other thing uh i bought one of these packs uh centennial oh, yeah and so i've always wanted to do this on the podcast is opening up a bag or a pack rather of hockey cards oh thank you for that. this is very cool all right so they can take pride of place you can hear i'm opening up the pack um so yeah trying to be very delicate here uh <laughs> very delicate okay so first up, oh, we got Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, Brucey. Bruce Boudreaux. Jeez, he looked good back in the day. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Daryl Sittler. Another legend. Yep. Very cool. Highest point score in a game ever. Uh, keeping on with the legends, King Clancy. That is a very cool name. He is old. Jeez. Okay, I'm just going to point out here that there's a very big, thick... Is this a Leafs packet? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, it's for like um, like Leafs 100. And so, there's this big, massive thing of cardboard in the middle of the pack thinking, oh, cool, you're actually getting a ton of hockey cards. But this thing is about probably the thickness of about four hockey cards. And so, you're actually only getting... How many do you have there? Three? That's a piece of cardboard. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got three. Yeah. So, you're actually getting five here. Oh, I got JVR. Ooh. Yeah. Number 25, JVR. Yes. Uh, and then Pete Stemkowski. Uh, so, another legend. So, that's very cool. Um, I was kind of hoping there might be like an Austin or a Mana in there or a Kutch, yeah. but, but I'm pretty happy with JVR. It's not too, that is such a ruse, though, that... Big piece of cardboard I'm, in the middle. I know, like way to fuck with people. Guys. So, uh, what's the? I guess they'd say, oh, it's keeping the cards flat, flat and in shape. Like I get it, but that's a bit. But also, though. you got Doug Gilmore on the cover. You're like, oh yeah, I want to get Dougie. But anyway, hey, King Clancy, that was fun. I've always wanted to open a pack of hockey cards on so the podcast. Bruce Boudreaux had like, no, he didn't have a lot of points for the Leafs. <laughs> he, didn't, he played in six seasons. He's a, I would, I would say he's a better coach than a player. He's one of those guys. He's a good, good coach, not a good player. Uh, but yeah, so Toronto, obviously, uh, a lot of hockey games, and as you alluded to, big life event happened. Yes, you, um, you asked Sarah to marry you. I did. I did. I. Uh, 
And surprisingly, she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after being together for like six and a half years. Yeah, very surprising. Took my time, you could say. Um, that was... Uh, so, obviously, we had a, I won't get too much into the personal detail, but... Um, we'd always talked about buying a ring together, but of course I didn't want to be one of those. I didn't want to do it empty handed. I did a bit of research online and it was basically like number one rule. Don't do it empty handed. Even if you don't have a ring, you got to have something. And, uh, I was like, well, I was like, on our three year anniversary, we got customized, um, blue Jays jerseys with uh, our birth dates and, um, our names on the back. So swinkles for me, much way for her. Uh, her birth date is 13. I'm 26. So that's why my hockey jersey number is always 26. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get her a Leafs jersey. But with her number and my name on it, so it says Swinkles 13. And of course, when you're traveling everywhere with your girlfriend, it's hard to get away to even get that made without her, you know, being suspicious. And you don't want to be acting all weird. So she thinks something is up and... So I tried to play it very cool and just tried to, um, thankfully our condo, uh, there were scales and, um, it was like the perfect excuse. The scales need batteries. I need the scales to weigh our luggage because we bought so much shit in Toronto. I needed to make sure that we still, um, were under the weight limit for our next flight to Nashville. Uh, and, um, yeah, got the, uh, got the batteries. And while I was out there, I went and got the Jersey made. Uh, and of course, Funny story, like many people, they spelt my name wrong. <laughs> Despite the fact that it was written down. Uh, and he, yeah, he shows me, he's like, oh yeah, look, it looks good. I was like, yeah, it does. Just the L and the E, you need to change that. It needs to be an E-L-S. Uh, so thankfully they fixed that on the spot. Not a big deal or anything. Um, so yeah, the guys at Sportcheck did an awesome job with their jersey. And um yeah, just a romantic walk down by the lake. Uh, of course, being winter, no one's there. It's freaking cold. And um, yeah, popped down on one knee, asked to marry me. Um, so now I'm engaged. Whoa. Who took that photo? Was that just a random passerby? <clears throat> nah, that was me. Self-timer. Right. Yeah. I just popped it up um, on the uh, at the edge of... There's like a little, um, it's not like a lighthouse. It's like just this random little pier and there's like a little seat there. So I just like popped it up on the seat, put it on like a 10 second timer and we just took some poses. How many did you take? Two. Ooh. Nailed it on the second time. And then other people started to show up and I was like, oh, read the room. Like go away. <laughs> Honestly. Keep walking. This is our moment. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so yeah, and then of course I'll, I'll get to Nashville, but first, um, let's talk about Memphis. Yeah. Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so you, you were there obviously for work. Yep. The home of blues and rock and roll. This thing. I feel sorry if you've just been listening to me talk for about 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, we Memphis. did a, like a, a very quick, uh, four day kind of turnaround thing for work. Uh, we went to... It was a work promo thing, which I won't bore you with the details, but the crux of it was we were going to Memphis to write a new jingle for a company. Um, and so I was there doing social media and, and video uh, stuff. And all I can say is there is a lot of barbecue meat to eat in Memphis. We got mm. We arrived at the Peabody Hotel where they have these famous ducks that live on the roof in a mansion. And at 11 o'clock every day, they come down the elevator, walk across a red, red carpet, 
pause for photos and then get into a um a fountain where they live for the rest of the day in the foyer of the hotel it's fucking weird are they trained to do that they are trained and then at five o'clock every night they get out of the fountain walk back across the red carpet into the elevator up the elevator back to their house where they live it seems like a very cushy life it is it'd be a i don't know like maybe if the duck starts not following the rules they end up in some kind of um (laughs) korean barbecue store down the road but um they have these guys who are duck masters who um get the ducks out of the elevator and across the red carpet and everything and it happens every single day at 11 and 5 it's very weird but a famous hotel right in the center of downtown memphis not a lot of hockey going on in memphis um i asked a few people because i was trying to watch games and, and bars and everything and oh, are you going to put the predators on being in net in tennessee i thought that'd be fans uh people almost were like who are the predators what's hockey yeah so it's very football and basketball focused um but we went to graceland elvis's home which was very weird it's as it is um when he died yeah you yeah you mentioned you can see there um you like because obviously he died on the toilet yeah you can't go upstairs to the toilet i wanted to see the toilet where he died but um, no one's allowed upstairs. And apparently, even when he lived there, no one was allowed upstairs apart from the family. Uh, but you walk around and there's all this, like, it's as it was. He had he had this media room where he had three TVs all going at once. Because I think back in then, he didn't have rem- remotes. Mm. So, he just played the three TVs on different channels at the, whole, at the same time. <laughs> okay. Um, Efficient. And your official media guide person taking you around on the little ipad that you had was john stamos from full house <laughs> um john stamos yeah so that was kind of but it was just weird a weird experience going around someone's house uh, and then we just did a whole bunch of different um like studios went to sun studio where johnny cash and um elvis recorded uh jerry lee lewis a whole bunch of famous u2 recorded there that's pretty cool um and then met Boo Mitchell, who recorded Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars. You so, met him? Yeah, we went and talked to him. We went to a studio where they recorded Uptown Funk and got a bit of uh, jingle writing uh, knowledge from him. Very cool guy. And he told us a story that um, when they recorded the vocals for Uptown Funk, Bruno Mars didn't want to do it in a booth. So they just recorded the vocals on a shitty $100 mic in the control room. Hmm. And if you listen to it, you can actually hear how shit the vocals sound in that song. But sold like a million copies. So so who cares? He must know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just, we were there for like four days and then got on a plane and came back. Visited three states while we were there because the Mississippi runs through, obviously, the entire part of on the border of Tennessee, Arkansas and the state of Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> so you can go across a bridge. You can walk across this bridge. You can walk from Tennessee to Arkansas, yeah. which we did. And then on the last day, we drove to Mississippi to go to a mall to do some shopping. Nice. So there was three states in one. I, was, I did a lot of, like, as I mentioned, a lot of shopping as well. Um, shoes, a lot of, a lot of hockey shit. 
and pop finals. Um, finally found the Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner pop finals. Who look the same? Very similar. Just different hair colors. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's fun. It's cute. Um, so they'll sit together up on my desk. Do they? Did, did they do a Neilander one? Or could they just not get something that beautiful? I don't think you can replicate that. <laughs> it's just, no, not possible. Um, there was actually, when I bought the Hockey Hall of Fame one for you, I almost bought the Morgan Riley one for myself. But then I was like, that alone, the Corey Perry figure is going to take up a lot of room in my suitcase. Um, so I decided against it um, and got you your one. And I'm stoked that you, I knew you'd like it because <laughs> it does look pretty cool. The um the one thing missing from this is like his helmet kind of a little bit off his face, his hair all dishevelled after he's been antagonising someone. <laughs> the kind of like Leo Komarov, like not quite sitting properly on your yeah. face thing. Yeah. Um, has Corey ever been penalised for that like Leo does? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Memphis was cool then, eh? It's a cool place. Yeah, very nice people. Um, the day we got there, Matt Heath... Uh, bit into a piece of barbecue rib, broke his tooth. Um, so he was missing a front tooth the entire trip. Well, you would you got you would have fit right in. Yeah. So these people, like the locals, would ask us, "Oh, wait, where are you all from?" And, we'd, and he would start talking and go, "Oh, we're from New Zealand," with a um, with a lisp because he had a broken tooth. We sh- we're from New Zealand, and um, <laughs> they'll they'd look at him, see he had a broken tooth, and go. Y'all gonna fit in real well around here, <laughs> so it was it was cool. Really nice people, beautiful food. Um, yeah, the because they you know it's people mention the southern hospitality thing, but it's that's real. Yeah, uh, it was the same in, when I was in Nashville. Uh, all the Uber drivers were really friendly, really nice. Always um, up to you know recommend places. You're like, oh, I really want to try some barbecue, and they're like, where should I go? And um, one of the well, we did one of those hop on hop off tours. Which, if you're in a city for only like a like two three days, I highly recommend uh, doing one of those if they have it. Um, I've done it in like Montreal, Boston, and it's just a great way to kind of see the city very quickly. The one in San Francisco is really awesome too. Um, and yeah, you just get a good overview of the city. And if you see a spot that takes your interest, you can hop off and check it out and come back later. Um, but. Uh, yeah, they recommended this barbecue place, uh, Martin's, very close to Bridgestone Arena, actually. And, uh, oh, it's beautiful. Just the nicest ribs I've ever had. And it's so cheap. Mm. Like, it's just, you know, massive rack of ribs. Um, it's probably about two, uh, maybe like one and a half kgs of ribs. or uh, Probably not. Let's say a kg. But very cheap. And the brisket. The beef brisket just soaked in barbecue sauce. Just so legit. Oh. So, the Nashville experience, you went and saw a game there as well. I did. Actually, that was the whole reason why we even went was, um, obviously, we saw, um, you know, the Preds run with the Stanley Cup and the allowed fans. And it was the whole reason we even went. Like, it was just crazy. Like, we had to go there. And, um, wait. Wait, what? What? I can't hear you. Yeah, so uh, that was the famous. Jeez, they allowed. That is. He shoots, he scores. It's all your fault, <laughs> chant. Um, so there was a whole reason why we even went. 
uh, to Nashville because we're not country music fans. So a good portion of the city is probably a bit lost on us. Um, we did. We went to the Johnny Cash Museum. That was cool. I seen all that stuff. Um, I like a bit of Johnny Cash here and there. Uh, so that was cool. Kind of seeing the little things of his life. You know, when he went um, into the army when he was super young. Pretty sure he lied about his age there. And um, yeah, but yeah, Nashville just like they talk about. They they call their fans the seventh man. Um, and actually. <laughs> I think when we were there, they did like a banner thing and they're like, oh, we just put up this new banner. It was like a retired number, but it wasn't a retired number. Uh, and it was like the number seventh. And it's for you guys because, you know, you're the seventh man. And like, because they'd just been voted by ESPN, like to be like the best fans um, out of, you know, any team in North America. I can see why. Oh, I really, I can hear why. Um, because there's people, there's like this one section that start off all those chants and it's just, it's so crazy. And like, I've never had that kind of crowd experience before at a hockey game. It could be loud and, you know, obviously people are yelling out shit at the ref and everything, but this kind of had like a soccer atmosphere. Definitely not something you get in New Zealand at a rugby game. No, no, no. The, the, the um, the baby boomers saying, sit down. <laughs> It's probably not what you get in Nashville. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> baby boomers would not like Nashville. Um, well, not not a Predators game at least. But yeah, you go into the team store and it's just a sea of yellow. Um, and yeah, I was... How do those new jerseys look in person? <sighs> not great. Yeah, I didn't hear. Yeah. Not great. Um, I mean, they look a little better. They look a little better when they're on someone. But say, you know, when I mentioned how they're thin, right? The new Adidas jerseys. Um, and it's the same with my one, the the Leafs one. But it kind of helps because it's like that blue color. Uh, but with the thin one, you can kind of see what you're wearing underneath. So, wear a black, like if you're wearing like the darker jersey, wear a black shirt and you won't even notice. Um, but I feel like you can notice a lot more with the yellow. It kind of sticks out a lot more. Yeah. And if you bought a white jersey, you better wear a white t-shirt underneath. Uh, probably a plain one because you will see what is on that t-shirt uh, if you wear that jersey. But yeah, they don't look that great in person. Um, team store, sea of yellow. And main, yeah, was there because all the crazy loud fans and I'm a huge PK Subban fan. Um, and they were playing the Penguins. Of course, it was like my childhood team, so it was cool to see them. Cool to see Kessel play again. Always love watching Kessel and Crosby and uh, Malkin and Latang. Um, Tristan Jari was a net, um, and uh, <laughs> they lost. <laughs> the Preds just destroyed them. They man, they're a good looking team this year. Like we thought they were good last year. Just it's. I feel like they've really stepped it up. Um, you Did know, they have Kyle Torres at that point? Yeah. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw his first goal as a pred. And I was, they were like, the Nashville like locals have bought into this team. Like, you can see why they've done so well. They've just bought in so hard into this team and support them like crazy. All the bars, there's preds flags everywhere. Um, so, Nashville, like, they're doing well. Um, I'm sure obviously them actually with like good performing like with their good performance that obviously it is bringing in the fans. So I wonder what it was like in the early years, uh, if it was like that, but it seems like, it seems like the city is all in on the hockey team, which is awesome because, you know, as you mentioned, other parts of Tennessee don't even know what's going on. Um, in terms of, I guess just quickly, 
in terms of you went to three different uh, four different arenas in terms of like a game day experience how would you rate rate all four uh honda center would be like the low would be the like lowest rank one i just i feel like they need to update uh it all feels a bit old um the screens and everything all feels a bit old uh i would probably put the kings third um it's very tough like kings and toronto is very uh close second third i would say um and then of course i just yeah i just there was the food options in nashville as well like i could get barbecue and hot chicken at the preds game you know i could get brisket and stuff and like they've they've actually like teamed up with um you know like local restaurants so i guess the local restaurants bring the stuff in right um so it's like good quality stuff and obviously we just eaten it at a barbecue place so i didn't actually get food from the concourse but damn some of the stuff that people had looked good um so as far as so everything people say is true about, about Nashville, Nashville definitely and the fact that it's just off Broadway, well, actually, technically, it's on Broadway, uh, right by where all the, you know, loud honky-tonk bars are. Um, so, after the game, you walk out and it's just, they've closed off that little portion of Broadway because there's just drunk people everywhere. The bars are packed right to the door and it's just this crazy atmosphere. Um, very easy to see why it's like the bachelorette party capital of America. Did you see any crazy bachelorette parties? Oh, yeah. There were a few. You could spot them a mile away. Uh, one really cool one is, it's this weird thing. Um, you're on like a pedal thing with about 10 other people. Oh, like a bike bar. A bike bar. Yeah. Yeah. They do that in Auckland. Do they? Yeah. There's one of them in Auckland. Oh my God. They look so fun. You just like bring your own alcohol and they put it on the chiller and stuff and they like pour it for you and you're just cycling around the streets while drinking. <laughs> It's a good way. It's multi-purpose. You burn some calories while you're um crushing back calories. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so I yeah highly recommend Nashville. Um, good for like a weekend, I'd say. And yeah, definitely get to a hockey game. Yeah, I'd I'd say now that you're in New Zealand, nice plug. Uh, flies direct to Houston. You could fly to Houston and then up to Nashville. So on your way. So that's how you got to Memphis. You went through Houston. Houston then to Memphis. Yeah, right. You're in New Zealand. Nice. Yeah, in New Zealand. Way to go. Love you guys. Um, although, still not a huge fan of the new safety video with uh, Cooper Gooding Jr. and um, Katie Holmes. Do you know that was filmed all in LA? Their parts just filmed in LA. They didn't even come to, down to New Zealand. Yeah, because it's all green screened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still, it's better than that awful restyle one. And even, of course, way better than the men in black one with the wrapping all blacks. Yeah, no one ne- no one likes to say that again. I think the best one was the surfing one. That was that's my favorite. It was the most tolerable. Yeah, just kind of down to earth and um, just chill. You had that whistling song that everyone gets in their head as soon as they hear it. Peter Bjorn and something. Young folks. Yeah, you'll know it if you hear From it. From the OC soundtrack. <laughs> of course it is. Um, yeah, so awesome trip. But glad to be back in New Zealand. Glad to be back uh, doing the podcast um, because now that we're back, we're just gonna we're gonna be ramping this shit up, people. We got obviously we're gonna be getting Justin Daigle on soon. Uh, Helen Murray, the Ice Ferns captain, uh, trying to get her. Um, you know, you thought that uh, that our biggest was Steve Dangle. We will go bigger than that. We'll definitely go bigger than that. Don Cherry. 
don't oh <laughs> i don't know about that i don't know about that i don't even know if he knows new zealand is a country he i think he would definitely carve the name up of the country if he knew new zealand new new zealandia or something he'd say something <laughs> really weird new zanada <laughs> so like that oh yeah. and also the um the australian uh, nathan walker has been Isn't picked it? up on waivers yeah, of course, by the time you hear this, that's like over a week old news. Mm. But yeah. Um, to the Oilers. To the Oilers. So, it'd be very cool to see Nathan Walker playing with Conor McDavid. Um, he's already, you know, been a teammate with Ovechkin. He's just cycling through the superstars now. So, he'll be heading to Pittsburgh next after this. That's funny because I uh, actually made that joke <laughs> with Sarah. He can get claimed on waivers by Pittsburgh. And he'll just cross off the trifecta. Well, then he needs to go to um, Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> nah. I'm, in, I'm, I'm happy with uh, the Leafs lineup where it is. Um, just need to sign that big defensive stalwart, I think. Well, and Drew Doughty when uh, he comes up. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I think we'll definitely talk about that in a future podcast, that upcoming um, free agent class uh, next year with the defenseman. Because actually, there's if you're subscribed to The Athletic, there's a very cool article about... Um, Dowdy and Carlson, Eric Carlson. Yeah, with Craig's Constance. Craig Constance. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was just saying everyone's a friend of the podcast now. And hoping that they will be. Yeah. It's a preemptive strike. <laughs> oh, it's my mate. It's my mate, Don Cherry. Yeah, we'll get him on. Um, not likely. Uh, okay, so we've sidebarred this uh, travel episode with some hockey talk. So we're just going to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Hockey. Why are we talking about hockey? Weird. That's not what you do in a hockey podcast. That's not what I've been taught anyway. That's not what you do. Um, but yeah, we uh, yeah we um, we're cranking into the second year of Puck Year very soon. Uh, actually, I saw on Facebook recently that we had just recorded the yes, very first that episode. memory, the yeah. the photo of the the, mic, the microphone, yeah, inside the like flash studio that we've used like three times because the third time we got burnt. And um, yeah, I I know we have missed a few weeks. I definitely want to try to do it. I know it's a big claim. I don't know how we'll do it, especially with the cricket season coming up strong. But I would love to not miss any weeks next year. Yeah, I think I think we can definitely do that. Just uh, 23 games of cricket may ruin our lives. <laughs> yeah, especially your life. But it will be good news for you, Jonathan Hawks. There's 23 ACC games coming up for you. Uh, I could see he's already fizzing about the return of cricket, um, test cricket. Still weird that an American loves test cricket, but appreciate it. Fan it, of the podcast. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying that. Honestly. Friend of the show. I mean, he, yeah, he is. Uh, I was hoping to go see him. I didn't get to, which is a shame. Definitely want to go get out to Ontario and see what they're all about because it looks pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so like I said, we're ramping things up. Um, definitely trying to do more with the website as well. So if you do have anything that you think that we should be covering, hit us up and, uh, we'll definitely look into it. Um, because you know, we're not like the other media in New Zealand and we don't turn our nose up at hockey because well, one, we're a hockey podcast and we love hockey and we love talking about it and talking with people about it and writing about it. Um, so yeah, hit us up on uh, social media uh, at Puck Year Podcast for everything Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and um, yeah we'll be back next week see ya
Pakia. It's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favourite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pakia Podcast. Pakia.